This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Oh, you're so lovely. And I'm gorgeous. Hello, and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today is a very, very, very special episode as it is London Pride and I am joined in the studio here with two very special guests, two girls that I've been dying to get on the show for ages. It's the lovely Bloom Girls, Brogan and Libby. Or Libby and Brogan, which way round do we do it? I feel like it's always Libby and Brogan. Well, let's, let's change it up and have it be <laughs> it? Brogan and Libby this week. <laughs> yeah, Libby's like the lead. <laughs> so you guys have an amazing lgbt plus youtube channel where you kind of share your lives you do a lot of vlogging together tell tell our lovely listeners a little bit more about that yeah well so we do like a lot of different bits and bobs on on the show like we do like so we have like an art section then we do like style bits and then we do like lots of like vlogs and stuff um but yeah i think what, tell a bit more. It's just kind of a lovely mixture, really. So we do lots of um, LGBT stuff. Um, so we make sure that we do that. So we have a little section called Style It Out. That's one of our favourites, where we take like LGBT film and TV characters and then um, recreate their look, which is really, really, really fun. And then, um, yeah, so we do like art kind of stuff as well. So it's just it's a whole mixture of lovely things. <laughs> and, and, and what kind of like inspired you? What kind of led you to sharing your lives on YouTube in this way? Because it is, you know, sharing your relationship online is quite an intimate and quite personal thing to do. So what kind of made you go, you know what, we want to we wanna share our, our love and our life in this way? Yeah, so we, we were working at a company that had lots of different YouTube channels and stuff. Okay. Um, so we were both working there on different YouTube channels. So I was an illustrator on Draw My Life and Libby was working on All Time Tens. And because we were living together, we were like, we'd love to do our own. And we saw yeah. how hard YouTubers work. So we were like, we want to give this a go because we really appreciate how hard YouTubers work. So we were like, let's give it a go. So we started out and we literally were just like flailing, like oh, no. coming up with like random things to do. And then we realized the best and most comfortable thing for us to do was just to film ourselves. Just yeah. Yeah. Talking to each other. I think so. And yeah, just like getting to know, like, like kind of showing people what we get up to together. Yeah. And I think, I think kind of an, overwhelming piece of feedback i get given and i see other lgbt plus youtubers getting given is that it's just so lovely and reassuring and almost you could almost say empowering to see people just living their lives and being authentically themselves because there are so many kind of queer youth out there who don't have role models they don't have people to look up to they don't really have other lgbt plus people in their lives and just being able to click onto youtube and see just two lovely girls like yourselves just kind of living your lives and, and, and doing your thing it's almost it's almost like just by just by being you and just by being there it's almost like an a, an act of protest or, or defiance yeah, like you're yeah. filling that space yeah definitely I think it's it's definitely that we wanted it to be something that you know a, a team that is worried about their sexuality you know coming onto YouTube and then like watching us and being like it's okay it's okay to be in a relationship if you're a woman being in a relationship with a woman or whoever you love like it's absolutely fine and I've also found that doing LGBT stuff on our channel has actually been quite cathartic for me in a way and has made me also accept my sexuality even more so 
mm. um, which is, which I've kind of found really interesting, and it's kind of like I'm I'm more proud than I was. Yeah, and, and I think anything YouTube is such a great thing for that because there's such a wonderful LGBT community on YouTube, and um, connecting with everyone has just been has yeah, that's been so great. true. Yeah, actually, like from doing this channel, we've had like so many opportunities to meet other LGBT YouTubers and content creators, and it just makes me feel so like like you have that community and yeah. I, I don't think I realized it as much until I was doing this yeah and I, I yeah I, and I have to kind of emphasize that the LGBT plus YouTube community for me has been absolutely incredible I moved to London by myself with no friends didn't know anybody here and it was fellow LGBT plus YouTubers that kind of reached out to me and became friends with me and there really aren't as many LGBT plus YouTubers in the UK as people think we're actually quite a small kind of community but but we are all very close, and I think, and I mean, that's why you guys are here now. That's how we yeah. met. That's yeah. how so many of us meet, and I and I love that we're almost like a little family. Yeah, yeah. it's really lovely, isn't it? I think we, we went to a, a little event the other day at Gaze the Word Bookshop. Yes, I love and that place. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Lovely. It's oh. lovely. It's just like, oh, it's an absolute haven for LGBT books. If you're on the hunt for an LGBT book, go to Gaze the Word. It's yeah. incredible. It's like they've read every single book there. Yeah. yeah. Like any book <laughs> they you look know. at, they're like, this is great because of this and this, and you're like... How do you know that? Yeah, it's 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 incredible as well because they are the only LGBT plus bookshop in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, think of Amsterdam for instance. They have seven LGBT plus bookshops in the city alone, and we only have one in all of the UK. And the bookstore has been there for decades. It has such an amazing history, and I just I love it there. It's just a, it's a great place to find queer fiction or read about LGBT plus history yeah. and they're so lovely they're so nice and I kind of just want to give them a shout out actually because yeah. recently they had like their window smashed like in like homophobic um, attack I guess um, and yeah I just I just like to support them as much as possible if I'm ever going to buy a book I even if I have to trek across town yeah. I make sure I go there definitely yeah, yeah like the other day um, we finished work at six but the place is about to close um, so we basically ran yeah. sprinted yeah. to the shop so we could just run in and grab a book and they were so lovely they were like oh you know like do you need some help and stuff it, they're just such lovely people there yeah. as well um, but yeah we went to an event there um, and there was a lot of um, LGBT booktubers okay. there and um Wow, they know a lot about books. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, I I love LGBT plus books. Um, yeah. I mean, it's basically all I read. Yeah, um, I should maybe expand a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think like I, I've recently got into it, and I was just like, why have I not been reading lesbian fiction before? This mm -hmm. is like my favorite thing to do. But now I'm kind of like, I don't want to read a book with a straight couple <laughs> in it anymore. I just don't want to do it. Well, because we can we can really relate to the characters yeah, in a way you that can. you just can't with uh, with heterosexual fiction. Yeah. Never thought I'd refer to it as heterosexual, heterosexual fiction. fiction. And yet here we are. The devil. And, and you know, I'm sure in some ways that heterosexual people may struggle to read queer fiction. And, and, yeah. and I think that's yeah. okay. I think as long as you have a dabble and you have a read and you have a look around and then say, you know, I relate to this more and this is what I want to read. I think that's absolutely fine. I love reading about gay characters because yeah. I feel yes. like I can really, really understand them. Yeah. We, we do have a different set of shared experiences. Yeah, and it's really nice to change like my Google search because I used to just Google search like... <laughs> lesbians in any tv series <laughs> yes yeah um and now it's like lesbian novels and yeah. i'm like wow and there's just so many it's <laughs> so much more mine is just my google search is just entirely gay porn and then every now Love and then what, what, what's this piece of queer fiction <laughs> um before we came in brogan you were telling me um that it's going to be your first 
London Pride. Is that right? Yeah, it is. And it, but it's not yours, Libby. It's my first London Pride as well. I oh, know. it's both, both of I your know. first. We're, we're, we're terrible, terrible lesbians. So <laughs> have you done any Prides before? We have done Prides before. So I think, I thought London Pride was normally the same kind of weekend as Glastonbury, or I'm lying about that. Uh, I think you're lying about that. I'm, I am I lying about that? a massive lie that you've that's, just told. so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am a liar. Um, yeah, so we just, I don't know why we've never been before, but we've been well, to Brighton Pride. Like, you have no excuse because you grew up in England. Yeah, I did. For really shame. close to like For London. Shame. I know, so. what's wrong with me? <laughs> okay, so, so tell me about your Brighton Pride experiences. Oh, it was amazing. It was You've so just been good. the one time. We, yeah, I know. What, why don't we go to Pride? <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? Um, yeah, it was, oh my God, it was incredible. When was this last year? It was not two years ago, I think. Two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and we met some friends up there. Um, and oh my god it was just so good like we were covered in face paint yeah. everything glitter everywhere and then we were just dancing for the whole day and it was such a lovely sunny day as well and we met so many people there yeah it was incredible um, but I, yeah I don't know why we haven't been to London yet yeah I don't know what we've been doing I've been to Bristol and yeah Bristol Pride that mm. was a good one yeah and then it was we went to um, it was me and my friend and we went to Sink the Pink see Sink the Pink oh yeah gorgeous incredible. Um, I, I think what I love about all of these kind of like Sing the Pink or Pride or whatever it is, I think for the first time ever, really, we get to be in a space that is dominated by LGBT plus people. We get to be surrounded by our peers, surrounded by people who have grown up with the same experiences, people who feel the same as us and feel completely safe. Um, there's been a big um, on social media. There's been like news reports trending over the past week about. Um, I think it was. I may get these stats wrong, but I think it was two thirds of LGBT yeah. plus couples fear holding hands in public. And I know that that is something that has definitely affected me. Um, I've had ex-boyfriends who just wouldn't hold my hand because they were so afraid of doing so. I don't let it stop me, mm. but I do feel that fear. Yeah. Sometimes you'll, you know, pass a group of lads or girls or whatever it is in the street and, you know, you, f you feel that fear. Sometimes it's, am I going to get beaten up? Sometimes it's, are they going to shout abuse at me? Sometimes it's just, are they going to give us a funny look? But yeah. I think so many of us experience that fear. And what I love about Pride is that, you know, I've I've marched in the uh, London Pride Parade. I've done Washington, D.C., Amsterdam. I've done all kinds of parades all over. And always then when I, I'll hold a friend's hand and I will feel completely yeah, comfortable completely and completely comfortable. safe. Yeah. And I think that's a really unique experience that is... And I mean, that's why Definitely. Pride is so important. I think I think that's actually what we felt when we were at Brighton Pride. It was just that, like, when we were there and holding hands for the whole day, I wasn't even thinking in my head, someone's going to shout abuse or say something or anything like that. And it yeah. was just, that is a lovely, lovely feeling and it makes your heart feel all fuzzy. Yeah, and to be surrounded by other people that are doing the same yeah. thing, it makes you, it just, it's so nice. Yeah. Um, I found, because I lived in Ireland for a, a long time, um, when I was there, uh, Libby was living with me there at, like for a year. Um, I would have felt more nervous to hold hands and stuff like that um, yeah. when I was there. But then since moving to London, I've noticed there's, I feel more comfortable here just because I think there's, I don't know, I think it's just, it was a smaller city. Yes. Um, and I think that's what's really, like, especially big cities as well, like, with a big pride. It's just like getting everyone involved is just yeah. really lovely. Yeah. yeah, and it, it really is lovely how everyone just comes together and there's a real special, special atmosphere. It's a really special thing. And I just think anyone that hasn't experienced it, you know, get out there. As long as you feel safe and comfortable doing so, do, do get out there and, and attend a Pride this year because my first Pride definitely changed my life. It changed my whole perspective on everything. So 
yeah. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Pride, um, but before that, let's have a little bit of Big Girls by Mika. Let's get a little bit controversial. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I was um, waiting for this. So I, I, I kind of want to know what your thoughts are with pride and brands getting involved. Okay. Um, so like, for instance, like we're drinking these drinks here in the studio, which are from Wow, um, and they're raising money um, for pride with their rainbow-themed bottles, which is an amazing thing. And there are so many brands out there. I mean, I've got, I've got Skittles here as well, and they've done their... They lose their rainbow every year to raise money for switchboard another charity um and that's amazing and there's so many brands out there who do do amazing things around pride every single year they release a rainbow range that maybe raises money etc but then i think the, there are some brands who just kind of jump on board jump on the idea mm. of pride for their own benefit to you know push their own sales and sometimes they're not donating to charity or anything they're just like come and buy our rainbow stuff yeah and yeah I kind of I I have an issue with that but I'm really interested to know what you guys think so I think I'm kind of the same as you really if they are raising money for LGBT rights or charities or whatever it is then that's great and you are more than you know you, you, you can use the rainbow that's fine you're allowed to use it yeah um, but I just think if they are kind of just using it for sales it's it, it, it doesn't make sense to me or if it's a brand that then you look into them and it's like the the people that work for them the lgbt lgbt people that work for them don't have like the same rights that they do when they're mm-hmm. like working there and it's really bad for lgbt people working in that company then that's also rubbish because it's just like yeah yeah they've, they've got to do something they can't they can't just do n- nothing but then, it, but then at the same time it's like but they're also like saying they are supportive of it even if they are making money from it it's kind of the same argument as like um top shop or something like that putting like feminist on their t-shirts it's like is yes, that for them making money very good point or is it because they want to raise awareness and then 14 year old girls will be like yeah i'm i'm a, I'm a feminist but that's really cool like yeah. a 14 year old girl being like i'm a feminist it's on my t-shirt but then it's also like great for top shops profits so it's kind of yeah yeah, yeah i kind of think like i think it's great that they're doing it but it would i think it would be n- great to see that they also do it when it's not just pride month or when it's not yeah just an event that's happening then they're like jumping on it yeah it would be really nice to see them actually do it like all year round yeah which so so few brands and i'm actually struggling to think of even one off the top of my head so so few brands do do it all year round i think i i can't think of anyone and you know if you're a if you're a if you're a fashion company um, then why not sell Pride clothes all year round? Yeah. I would sell, I would buy them. I would buy them. Yeah, all I would the buy time. them. There'd be, there'd be such a market for them. I'd be like, oh my god, there's so many rainbow clothes here. Please, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing a rainbow t-shirt. Actually, this was this was from Urban Outfitters, and this wasn't during Pride Month. So well done to Urban Outfitters for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm wearing a, a River Island Love Not Labels one, which goes Lovely. to um, anti-bullying charity Ditch the Label. Yeah, um, which is amazing. So there are definitely brands out yeah, there. Yeah, there are brands out there that w- amazing will do it. work. Um, so so how how do we feel then if the, if there is a brand and say they're putting something like it's okay to be LGBT plus, it's okay to be queer, and they put that across their T-shirt, but their T-shirt then doesn't 
donate any money do you think you know is that still a good mm. thing because they are spreading the awareness like you said yeah or do you think it's not good enough for them to just do that and I not think, donate money i think it's still a good thing because it's better to see that slogan on a t-shirt than like boys will be boys oh, for God's like, sake. I hate those. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so like i think it's a good thing because i'd rather see that but it would be nice for them to actually like so even if um, they made sure that the like LGBT community were like um, represented in their employees and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be, I think, more important mm-hmm. in the long run. Yes, because yeah. I do. I do think there are a lot of brands out there who will join in the pride parade and they'll be there waving their rainbow flags and they may have like slogans like "It's great to be LGBT plus" or whatever it is. And then you actually look at what they're doing within their company yeah. and they're not supporting yeah. people. They're not supporting trans people, not supporting people of color, etc. And yeah, I think that's right. It, you can't just use pride as a way to like pinkwash and make yourself yeah. look amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it was like, I was actually looking into, because um, I saw that Apple had made their apple on the apple watch they made the background like a, a pride rainbow yeah and i was like mm, let me go and uh, get a little bit of a google search to see what apple are like with the people that work for apple mm-hmm. and actually like it's they're really really good so they have loads of like unions and stuff for lgbt people and like oh. um societies and things within apple and i was just like well that's great because they're showing that they're not just you know using the rainbow and they're not really doing anything for lgbt people at the same time so it was like well done apple <laughs> yeah yeah, well done. Well Apple. done, good, Apple. Good, good for them. <laughs> Shouting out to brands right now. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, but I, I could sit here and I could list at least 20, 30, 40 brands yeah. that are actually doing, yeah. that are inclusive of LGBT plus people and are doing amazing work. Yeah. Um, and I do think that 99% of the time, if you have one of these pride campaigns, whether they're donating money to charity or not, I do think it's LGBT plus people from within that organization that are pushing it. I don't think, at least I hope it's not, a bunch of straight white men sat around a table going, how can we we profit from the queers i don't think that that is actually happening i would be very very sad but then the pink pound is a thing you know lgbt plus people supposedly um earn more money so you know we've got money to spend apparently i don't but i don't either (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wonder who these people are yeah i'd like to (laughs) meet them i'd like to befriend them um i also want to talk okay more controversy okay we love a bit of controversy here um And before I even begin on this, because this is about Stonewall, and I think Stonewall are an amazing charity. I've done loads of work with them over the years. I think they have an amazing team. They have amazing people working there. And I just want to put that out there before I begin. Mm -hmm. Because on the other hand, and there's been so much discussion and so much debate around this, is that Stonewall pulled their support from Pride. I don't know if you heard about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason Stonewall pulled their support from Pride was because they were saying that Pride is not inclusive enough. It's, you know, it's not inclusive enough of people of colour. It's last year there was a, a, a real problem with Pride and kind of by erasure that there wasn't any um, floats in the parade that included bisexual people specifically. So Stonewall decided to withdraw their support from Pride. Um, I'm really like I'm in two worlds I've got I'm in two minds about how I feel about this because you know I I understand the reasons that they've done it but I don't really support the fact that they actually have gone ahead and done it yeah Um, I'm really interested to know what before I tell you more about what I think yeah I'm really interested to hear what you guys think I've kind of I've kind of been on the fence about it because I was just like oh that's that's a bit shit that they have pulled their support but then at the same time you have to think why Stonewall was made in the first place. Yeah. So you have to think that, you know, pride still matters 
as the London slogan is, yeah. because we are still fighting. And if they are going to stand up for the people that are the underrepresented group in the LGBT community, then that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Because as a charity, that's what they stand yeah. for. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's, so I, I, I can see why they are going to support Black Pride. Yeah. And that's what they're, they're doing that on the Sunday, is it? Yeah. And, it, sure. and, it, and yeah. it does usually, that does usually happen yeah. on the Sunday. It's just that it doesn't usually get the attention or support. So, yeah. so it is great. Yeah. And shout out to Stonewall for actually putting their support yeah. there, not just completely removing and doing nothing. They're just putting their support there instead. Um, just to play devil's advocate, yeah. this is kind of my opinion as well. Um, my sadness, if anything, with the whole thing is that Stonewall's presence at Pride has always been this amazing spectacle. And I've always loved that, you know, uh, some people are gay, get over it. Some people are trans, get over yeah. it. You know, some people are people of color, get over it. Like, I've always loved that. That is something that resonated with me as a 16 year old boy. It was put on a big, big, huge billboard in my tiny little poxy little hometown in the middle of nowhere. And I saw that as a 16-year-old just coming out. Yeah, it's perfect. It's what you want to see. And it was incredible. I cannot... That literally changed my life. I'm not exaggerating when I say it changed my life. And I think that spectacle at Pride... And, I, and I've walked with Stonewall in the parade. I've, I've held one of those placards and waved it up and down and shouted and, and all the rest of it. I've, I've, I've been a part of that. For that not to be there... Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it no. breaks my heart. I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not so much criticising Stonewall. I'm just saying... I'm really sad that your that that presence is no longer there because yeah. you know for people standing in the street seeing that it's I think it it does change lives and yeah I know that there's loads of other floats and everyone else is you know chanting similar messages yeah. so maybe it maybe it doesn't yeah. matter I think at this stage now there's so many other companies that are going to be making those giant billboards and giant signs yeah for um like the pride and stuff that maybe they're I think maybe they're needed Elsewhere. For 16-year-old gay people of colour yeah. as well in their hometowns and stuff like that. So I think even though it's shit to think that they're not there anymore, they'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just nice that they're... I think it's quite nice that they're doing this this Instead. year. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think when I first saw it, I was like... I was shocked. And I was like, well, Stonewall to me are are everything when it comes to LGBT rights it's just like the first thing you think of when you think of LGBT rights and, and all the stuff that they've done is incredible but then when I actually like took a step back from it and then you yeah you just you just kind of realise that you see why they're doing it and also yeah. the fact that they've done it has caused such a conversation yeah, that it's yeah, great it is then it's like it's making people wake up and realise okay the you know queer black people aren't represented properly and we yeah. don't we don't include them enough and and we need to. Yeah. And it's time. And so Stonewall doing that is actually, I think that's, they're, they're kind of standing up for what they believe in and what they've always done. Yeah. I think I think that's a wonderful perspective to have. And the fact that we're having this conversation right now, the fact that people, even if people are getting angry, if yeah. people are shouting at Stonewall, <laughs> they have created yeah. a conversation. And that, and that is a really, really important thing. And they are going back to their roots of, of yeah. Yeah. being, you know, this this rebellious little yes. charity that has grown and grown but you know going back to where they started is a wonderful thing yeah um i just wanted to kind of add on this on this topic you know in in defense of pride in london yeah i think you know every single i think it's just they have one paid member of staff who like oversees and facilitates yeah. everything every other person who arranges and organizes pride in london is a volunteer giving up their time and they work tirelessly and they work so so hard to create this wonderful thing for us 
And I know in the past it hasn't been as inclusive as we would like. Yeah. But that wasn't, you know, that wasn't from a place of malice. That was maybe from a, you know, it was it was a mistake, for instance. But people were still working hard to create something wonderful for all of us, Definitely. for all the LGBT plus community. And they certainly didn't mean to exclude anyone. Um, so, you know, I don't think there's a bad guy in this. Yeah. It's, it's Pride in London are amazing. Stonewall are amazing. And yes, they may be like clashing horns slightly, yeah. but they're both trying to achieve the same thing. Yeah. And hopefully, I think in the future, they will come together again. Definitely. They'll they be will. friends again. They'll be friends again. Come on now. Um, <laughs> and it will have achieved something better. And yes. we will have a more inclusive little Pride, more inclusive world. Yeah. Yes, that's what we want. That's yes. the dream. That yeah. is the dream. It's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we have a little bit more music? Yes. All right. This is a little bit of Dancing on My Own by Robin. Callum McSwiggan on Foobar Radio. Okay, so we've talked a lot about um, Pride in London because it's Pride in London week. That's what we're all looking forward to this weekend. But I really want to drill down a little bit into kind of the smaller prides out there. Um, I know you guys haven't been to that many prides and that's fine. (laughs) You seem to be deeply ashamed of this and and that's absolutely fine. (coughs) Um, (coughs) Sorry. I've been very sick the past week, so I've got a little bit... Are you feeling better now? Well, almost. I'm almost there. there. I, I will be better for Saturday. Even I, you know, if I'm like dripping with like You'll be there. mucus, I'll, I'll be there. Just like maybe a in a hazmat suit to not make anyone else ill. <laughs> Just cover myself in glitter. Um, my first pride was in 2006, so 12 years ago. Um, little 16-year-old me, I went along to Nottingham Pride. Still a fairly big city yeah. with, a, with quite a big population, but compared to something like London Pride, Manchester Pride. Or Brighton Pride, for instance. I think those are the three biggest ones we have in this country. Nottingham Pride was still quite small. Um, Very, very different atmosphere to something like Pride in London. The parade in the streets, for instance, still kind of felt a bit more like a protest. There were people there protesting, people with anti-gay signs. And and again, this was 12 years ago, so things hopefully have come come a long way in Nottingham, fingers crossed. Um, But there were still people protesting, quite a lot of people protesting. There There was more people supporting it, but maybe a quarter of the people there were actually against it and and protesting against it and it did still feel like it did feel like a celebration don't get me wrong there were still people with their tops off there were still people having a drink throwing (laughs) glitter around there was still all of that but it still had that kind of protesty feel yeah yeah. and i know that in a lot of places around the uk around europe you know places all over the world that pride is still very much a protest um, and I think it's important that we kind of reflect on that sometimes because, you know, we talk a lot about Pride in London, for instance, which is an amazing thing and nobody's debating that. But it, that, that's a celebration. I yeah. don't really feel like there's, yeah, you get a small handful of protesters every year, but I don't really, I feel like that's full on celebration now, whereas all these other prides are very much a protest. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I used to live in Cork City, which is so, like, it's quite a small city yeah. um, in Ireland. and that pride is is really small um and obviously it's quite a religious place yeah um so there's a lot of um there wasn't like there's not like a lot of like people protesting yeah but you just feel like it what you're doing is like kind of like there's not that many people but everybody does come out to show their support if they're supportive of it yeah and i think that you know when you go to those kind of prides you know it's more 
of a protest of what like you're trying to prove something rather than with London Pride you feel like it's a huge celebration mm. and you kind of don't even think about people coming out with like protest signs and stuff yeah I think I think for for Cork City um, specifically it was a very small pride and then the same-sex marriage vote happened in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then that was incredible. So we were living in Ireland at the time oh, um, goals. of that happening, which was just, <laughs> it was that day when it, when, it, when it was a yes vote, it was just the best thing ever. Um, and we went out canvassing for it as well for the yes vote. And I think the pride after that was huge. Yeah. Because it, it was then like the people that were protesting before have like reached a goal for LGBT rights yeah. a huge 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 goal in Ireland because obviously it's still such a religious like religion is in you know the heart of Ireland and it, and it was such a momentous thing and Definitely. then everyone coming out in that pride then it was the celebration yes and still a bit of a protest but a big celebration and it just it was just lovely to see that Cork Pride had grown a lot from you know, after the yeah, um, you know that vote. people are like kind of backing you yeah. more because all of these people came home to vote yeah so you know that like people kind of people feel, were deliberately yeah. coming back to Ireland yes. just to make that vote yeah. and that shows how much they care and that yeah. wasn't just LGBT plus people that yeah. was a lot of Definitely, allies as well yeah yeah I um I had a friend who was really involved with the whole campaigning around that um Riyadh I don't know if you know Riyadh Riyadh Caliph um, he's a YouTuber as well, but he was yeah, really, yeah. really heavily involved. He was in a lot of the TV appearances talking about um, legalizing same-sex marriage in Ireland. Um, and like you say, it was an enormous celebration. He posted like videos and everything, yeah. like celebrating. That's and great. you could just see the the joy yeah, in people. Yeah. And that just kind of spread everywhere. But I think it is also important to remember, like you were saying, that just because that kind of that widespread joy and celebration is there it doesn't mean that there isn't still homophobia dwindling underneath so yes. he was he was celebrating out celebrating with everyone and then he because he he had been so heavily involved he returned home to find that people had managed to track down his house and completely destroyed his car scratched it up smashed the windows oh covered it in paint completely trashed his car so you know, I, I think sometimes it's easy to forget. You know, yeah, even, yeah, even, yeah, even, definitely. even here in London, you know, we're all going to yeah. be out celebrating this weekend and it's going to feel like every single person in London supports yeah. LGBT yeah. plus people. But there'll be people sat at home hating every, sec- every second yeah. of it. Um, and I think it's important to remember that. And, and that's why it still matters. And that's why you still have to go and like you can't just think that, I don't know, our job is done or whatever, because you still need to go out and show your support and be part of it. Yeah, like, you know, LGBT plus hate crimes are still happening in London. They're still happening in London. I remember it wasn't that long ago, maybe six months ago. I've forgotten the name of the young gentleman, but he was attacked on the tube and the guys forced him to apologize for being gay just because he was holding his partner's hand on the tube, you know, know, rush hour or something like there's loads of people around and that still happened and I think that you know I've seen in in, in Soho even which is like one of the most you know I always feel very very safe when I'm in Soho and I once this was maybe four or five years ago um, saw a drag queen friend of mine have her head smashed into a window in Soho you know so we think it's shocking because you just I think I think that's that's part of the thing that we've, we've all got to remember when we are celebrating in London Pride is that these things are still happening and yeah. we can't just you know gloss over the fact that 
like it, it's not happening so it's just kind of like yes we've come to a, like a really good point in london where there's millions of people that are going to come to london pride and celebrate but there will be homophobic attacks at the same time yeah, and yeah. and the amount of them will go up that weekend like this weekend and which is terrifying which is terrifying it shouldn't scare anyone away from it shouldn't going, scare anyone away not at all it shouldn't scare anyone away um but it's it, still a it, thing it's still a it is still a protest it is still you know we've got to normalize it we've got to normalize it more and that partly comes down to you know things like the conservatives going into coalition with the dup yeah. is something that yeah. is it's terrible and then now you know the government is saying oh yeah we're gonna we've raised all these points that we're gonna like help with lgbt rights and stuff and it's yeah. just like but theresa may you literally signed a coalition with the dup yeah who lgbt rights are just like in the bin it's the biggest yeah. hypocrisy it's just, yeah. yeah it's such a hypocrisy and i, I can't even i can't even yeah, get started sorry, on that's that. a whole new thing. i'm sorry <laughs> well I feel, I feel like we've you know we set the world to rights here i feel like yeah. we, we, we've done some good here um but you know as i was saying pride is a protest but it's also a celebration so we're gonna have a bit of fun in the yes. studio okay. um later on in the show we're gonna be reacting to people's sex confessions so if you are listening and you want to send in your sex confessions, you can do that anonymously by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. And as it's pride, you know, come on, give us your absolute worst Please or best. Do. You know, be, be proud of your sex yeah. confessions. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also going to be playing a little bit of porn or not porn. But before we do that, let's have a little bit more music. All right, it's game time. It Yay. is time for everyone's favorite game. This is Porn or Not Porn. And as this is a Pride special, this week's theme is it's all about LGBT plus celebrities. So Perfect. I have six clips for you here. Is it six? Yeah, six clips for you here. Um, some of these are from porn. <laughs> okay. And some of them are LGBT plus celebrities. I do not know the answers. So we're a team. Okay, fantastic. Okay. And we together have to try and figure out whether these are porn <laughs> or not porn and the lovely producers are going to tell us the answers yay okay are you game for this yes so game okay here it is our first one I couldn't possibly tell you here oh what did they say I couldn't possibly tell you here Oh, I couldn't possibly I could tell you here. Oh, oh I couldn't Ooh. possibly tell you here. Sounds a bit raunchy, doesn't it? Does it does sound a little bit raunchy. Ooh. I don't oh. know, though. I'm thinking like it could be like an interview where, I don't know, maybe they've been put on the spot, like during a TV yeah. show or something. Yes. Like, oh, I, could, I couldn't possibly tell you here. Yeah. But I hear a little bit of a almost smirk in their voice. Yeah. There's, almost, yeah, there's a, a little, little bit, bit of a sexy smirk. Sexy it? smirk. Yeah, Sounds like, like the photocopy is like, going in the background. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> <important>. <laughs> Let, Let's hear it again. <laughs> I couldn't possibly tell you here. Oh, I can't decide. I think LGBT celeb. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm no good at this. Should we go for? Should we go for LGBT celeb? I don't know. I just feel like it's not sexy enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this could be the foreplay part. Oh, maybe it could be the foreplay part. You're so right, Brogan. Okay. um, Shall we say? Okay. Is that our final answer? I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to go with you guys. We'll go with celeb. Start with celeb. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Phillies. We are saying not porn. And the answer is not porn. Yes! It's George Michael, of course it is, because we heard the cheeky little smirk yeah. there. Um, George Michael in a 1990s interview discussing his sexual fantasies and who Ooh. he fantasizes himself with. I couldn't possibly tell you here. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> we knew, see, we knew. We knew we it was knew. a rascal. We and, knew. and George was, you know, the the rascal of all rascals. We we, we love George. And what a, what a like... I just... 
what like he was such an icon and like yeah. he was he was like the first i think he was the first like person to put his sexuality out there yeah he wasn't like oh i'm gay and i'm gonna be apologetic for being gay he was like i'm gay fuck you all i'm gonna make out with this man yeah and like nobody was doing that so <laughs> that's so true shout out to the late george michael what an absolute hero and i'm sure he'd love to be in a game called porn or not porn he'd absolutely God, love yeah. it <laughs> he'd be thrilled <laughs> All right, the next one is. But how are you? How's your dating life? Oh, that's so porn. Let's say that again. But how are you? How's your dating life? Oh, she's I'm... definitely naked. I, I think she's naked, like casting couch situation. Yeah, yeah. I think you can sound like you can even sound. You can hear the poor quality of the sound. That's why I'm thinking it's mm, porn. Mm. Could just mm. be a bad interview. It could just be a bad interview. It could be. It could... <laughs> Some, you know, wannabe journalists yeah. doing it on their phone. Yeah. You don't know. Just hoping it will sound all right. <laughs> I think porn. I'm going for porn. Porn. Final answer yes. is porn. And the answer is, it is porn. Yes. yes. This is from Jealous Mummy. After a phone call with her sister, Jill finds out that her sister had sex with her stepson. Filled with jealousy, she comes on to him. Right. I, I can't even work out. After that relationship, <laughs> I'm really confused. Like, there's a lot of what? there's a lot happening there, isn't there? I can't get my head around that either. But why is it that there's always like the amount of kind of like borderline? I mean, it's not incest if it's a, if it's a stepson, but there's always this kind of like brother sister stepdad yeah. dynamic in porn. Yeah. Like, wh- why? I don't actually, know. I don't know why it happens, but in work we actually talk about this a lot. <laughs> Oh, well, not a lot. Sure, yeah, that just naturally comes up in conversation. We're always talking about this kind of porn. But like, <laughs> it's the question that like, if you could clone yourself, would you have sex with yourself? Yes. Yeah. I said yes too, and then everyone was like, "You're weird," and I no. was like, "No, I'm just." I would I'm definitely. Just, you know, it would be interesting. That would just be like having a wank, but like, yes, more a, intense, a better yes. one. <laughs> I would a much better. Absolutely, one. have sex with my clone, but that's not the same as a twin. I just want to. I just want to make that yes. clear yeah, because no, a twin is a, another separate person who's grown up and has yeah. their own personality and well, identity. We did have this conversation with um, Jacob, and he 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 was a twin. So oh. he was just like, well, clearly not, because I'm a twin, and this <laughs> changes the conversation completely. Um, yeah, I think so, if you're a twin, you can't yeah. can't get involved with that conversation. No, it, just, it just heads into weird, weird territory. Um, I've forgotten what we're doing. Did we get the answer to that or not? Um, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. did. Jealous <laughs> mummy. Yeah, jealous mummy. All right, the next one is... Tough enough to take you on. Oh. Oh, I think this is a, I think this is a red herring. I think that this is not porn. That that's too obviously porn. Do you think so? I thought it sounded like J Lo. <laughs> oh, actually, she's, she's not, not an LGBT, LGBT celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real big red herring, then. <laughs> Let's listen again. Tough enough to take you on. That's Kristen Stewart, isn't it? No. Is it? Really? <laughs> is it? Not that I'm a huge fan Just or anything. Boom. <laughs> Lesbian radar. Oh, is it actually? I think she's. I think it's Kristen Stewart. And it's Wait, we we'll have porn. to hear it one more time. Okay, here okay. we go. Tough enough to take you on. It is. Yeah, it is. It, it? So it is. is it? Oh my god. It might be. You are like a. You have like. I'm not a incredible lesbian detector. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And 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 I'm I'm fully with you. We're saying that this is not porn. If it is now, I'm, I I'm, don't know what to tell you. If it's Jayla, you're all good. It yeah, is. Oh god, yes. It's in well Twilight done. in Breaking Dawn Part Two, and she's challenging her brother M. Emmett, Emmett's strength after she becomes a newborn vampire. This is really bad, but I actually knew 
Did you know it was that? That was so <laughs> sad. I, I was so obsessed with it when I was younger. No, I, 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 I praise you for it. I was yeah. obsessed with it for different reasons. The whole, the whole, oh, what was his name? Jacob. Jacob's sexy vampire. Oh, are you for Jacob? No, Jacob the werewolf. Oh, Jacob the werewolf. Yeah. No, I've seen too many pictures of, of, of um, Taylor Lautner being compared to a um, alpaca. Oh. Ta- Taylor Lautner looks like an alpaca. Yeah, have, have you oh, seen? Oh, he really yeah. does. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah, it ruined it for you. I'm so sorry. I've ruined, I've you ruined, have it, ruined it for you. You ruined it for me. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin your favourite female celebrity by the end of this show. Who, okay. who is it? Who's your face? I'm not telling you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is... I mean... What? You would think porn. You would. You would think porn. You would. I think that sounds like someone dying. Oh. oh, is it Christian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it her dying in Twilight? Does she die in Twilight? I didn't get that far. Uh, no, no, she doesn't die. Oh, wait, no, she becomes a vampire. Yeah, so maybe it's her like oh. teeth in her neck. Though I feel like you would have recognised it instantly. <laughs> yeah, <it's not> <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it again. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just don't know what's going on. In it's this like scene. I don't know. It could be like a LGBT plus celebrity being like, I don't know. They're on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here! And yes. they've got like scorpions in their pants or something. Yeah. You know, like it sounds more like pain than pleasure. Yeah, and yeah, I know it does. there's a very thin line between the two. Yeah, but I'm hearing pain. Yeah, I am too. I'm not mm. hearing porn. I don't think. I mean, porn? I kind I think of I'm am. Hearing porn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it again. <laughs> I love that you, you just don't hear porn in that. You're like, no, that's completely <laughs> above board. That's, that's fine. That's not my genre. It's not your genre. <laughs> um, I think it sounds like porn in a bathroom. Hmm. That's what I'm going oh, for. Like a shower yeah. scene. Ooh. Maybe a shower scene. Is sexy I, just, shower scene. I just think it's too obvious. Okay. Yeah, or they're doing a double bluff. Yeah. This is oh, why yeah. I hate them. They sit in their li- yeah. little producer box and they laugh at us. And they're so smug. <laughs> Fuck you, producer Hannah and producer Abby. <laughs> Monsters. Um, <laughs> what are we saying? Should I want to say not porn. I want to go not porn. porn. Let's go not porn. Not porn. Yeah, we are saying not porn. Not porn. Yes. It's oh. Troy Savan waxing his legs in a YouTube video with beauty guru Zoella, and I've seen this video because I was like twenty feet away from them doing this. This was a, this was at Summer in the City, twenty thirteen, my first ever Summer in the City, and yes, they were like in the next room doing this. Oh my god! Incredible. So, Yes. Did let's it sound hear, like that uh, when you were there? I need to hear this. I, I mean, I couldn't hear them. Let's okay. let's hear this again. <laughs> yeah, that's little Troy. You can hear his little voice. <laughs> that's little Troy and his little voice. <laughs> okay, our last one is... So when did you discover you had a passion for... Oh. Passion for sex? Because it could be like a passion for LGBT plus advocacy. It could or be. Could be like a passion for pussy, you know. It could be <laughs> passion for <laughs> pussy. That's my new bio, right there. <laughs> you can be have a passion for both of those things. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. How many? We've only had one porn, haven't we? I feel yeah, like we. Yeah. So maybe. Mm. Or this maybe is. that's how they're going to trick us. Yeah. Do you think this is like a film kind of, um, like you know, when they go into like? like oh, we've got auditions. two. To, we've got two to go. That wasn't oh. the last one. Oh. I, I missed one. Oh, that changes things. I think it's porn. Do you? Yeah, I think it's like an audition type porn. Yeah. Oh, an audition type porn. Libby, you agree, are you in agreement? I'm in agreement. Let's hear it one more time. Okay. So when did you discover you had a passion? I think it's porn. Yeah. I think it's porn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're saying porn. We're saying porn. 
Come on, come on, come on. Paul! Yes! yes! This is Bad Babysitters. A dad is interviewing a young girl as a potential babysitter for his son. However, she thought the ad was a personal ad asking for role play. Oh, it wasn't passion for pussy. Oh, it That's... was passion for childcare. That was her. And again, I, f- I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel very, I very uncomfortable. Uh, well, moving on swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is... Wait, we're five out of five so far, guys. Oh, my God. It's incredible. You know, it's rare that, you know, we get all of them right. Yeah. And as this is a Pride special, I think we should represent, don't you? Yes. We know our LGBT plus celebrities. We do. And we know our We know Kristen Stewart from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. If this last one's a lesbian, we're set. Yeah, we Definitely. are. <laughs> okay, final one. So I, I suppose we say lights, camera, action... Ooh, oh, I recognise that voice. I recognise that voice. It, it, and that could be because I recognise it from porn, to be fair. I mean, it's your top Google search. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them all. Every video ever made. Ooh, let's have it again. So I, I suppose we say lights, camera, action. Mm. Oh, I really recognise that voice. I mean, if it voice. is porn, like, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He seems very confused by the process. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the wrong side of the camera so as I well. Su- I suppose it's um, lights, camera, action? What? Yeah, he doesn't... Oh, I don't... I, f- I don't want to mess this up, guys, but I think this is not porn. I'm thinking it's not porn. Because I recognise the voice, and I just don't know who it is. Maybe I don't recognise the voice, but I think I do. I think we, I think we should go with what you think. No, because I'll mess mm. it up. No, I don't no, want to be responsible. I, I can't, trust I can't, you. I can't, I don't trust me. I get everything wrong. I've just been going with what you guys have been saying. That's, that's why we're winning. Mm. Let's, let's listen again. Okay. So I, I suppose we say lights, camera, action. I feel like mm. I've heard that voice before. Yeah, he me sounds too. Famous. It's somebody... Is but he's it? British, isn't he? Is that a British voice? Yeah. I'm terrible with accents. Yeah. Oh. Is it Eddie Redmayne? But he's no. He's not. He's not LGBT plus, is he? Is he? No. No, I don't think no, so. No, he's not. No. Oh. Okay, fine. We're saying it's not porn. Not porn. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <coughs> sorry if I'm wrong. No! no! It was porn. Dirty oh. business. Five students trick their teachers into filming a documentary. However, they are actually performing a striptease and show for them in order to turn for them to up their grades. So I've probably seen that and that's probably why I why I um that's probably why I recognise the voice. I know this, this is what I was watching last night. <laughs> <laughs> um that was one of my favourite rounds of porn or not porn ever. So thank you for joining oh me my in God, that girls. Absolutely loved it. Um we have a really special segment coming up now. We're gonna be joined in the studio with some very, very special guests. We're gonna have a very special guest joining us on the phone as well. Um it's round table discussion around Pride and everything LGBT plus. Um it's gonna be really exciting and yeah. Let's do a little bit of that after some... Oh, since we talked about George, let's have a bit of wham. Yes. Callum McSwiggan on Bar Radio. So you are listening to the Callum McSwiggan Show. And right now we are joined with a whole group of wonderful LGBT plus people. So we have the lovely Libby and Brogan who have been here for the whole show with us. We also have the amazing Lewis Oakley. And on the phone we have the incredible Rain Dove. So I think before we start, it would be a really great idea to kind of go around and have everyone kind of talk about who they are and what they do. So, Lewis, would you like to start us off? <laughs> um, so my name's Lewis Oakley. I write a lot of articles and do other kind of media around being a bisexual man, kind of looking at the unique things. I think a lot of the times, which is great, we talk about LGBT as a whole, but I think it's also important to break it down and say, well, what's happening in this one sector? Mm-hmm. Um 
And yeah, it's going really well. Amazing. And girls, I know you've been here for the for the for the show already, yes. but um, yeah. do you want to give us a quick recap? You go first, Brokes. You go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> my name is Libby Masters, and um, I have a YouTube channel along with Brogan um, that is kind of we have lots of LGBT stuff on there, and we celebrate diversity of all sorts, and we make um, lots of LGBT content on there, and we're just proud of being part of the LGBT community. Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute heroes. And then on the phone, we have the lovely Rain Dove. How are you doing, Rain? Ah, doing so well. Uh, it's uh, July 4th right here in New York City. and uh, It is. Happy 4th. Have... Thank you. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I don't know. I don't know if this is a day to be proud of for our nation, but at the same time, it is a day to go and sit around a barbecue which i'm very excited to do so, <laughs> so rain tell us a little <laughs> bit about um what you do and how you what you know how you identify yeah so uh, my name is rain dove um my identity is i am i uh pronoun is just the sound of me and all i'm listening for in that sound is positivity so i tell people to use what they like okay and um most people know me as um a model and activist um i'm wear whatever um they put on my body and I work only with ethical brands that um, measure a certain level of um, ethicalness and that educate people about um, the fact that diversity is not enough. Just because you see diversity on a billboard doesn't mean that the company is necessarily doing right by um, all the beings on the planet. Yeah. And um, I do a lot of activism work. I do a lot of comparative studies about um, the differences that men and women are treated by going into the same exact scenarios, presenting as what society deems to be male and what society deems to be female and documenting my experience. Um, and it's been, it's been a really, really incredible journey. I've been really honored to um, have a platform given to me by the LGBT community and everybody else um, that follows my work. Incredible. Well, it's, it's amazing to have you here. And I really want to start off this discussion with um, something you were saying there about diversity. Um, so I think, and, and myself and Libby and Brogan did just talk a little bit about this. I think when it comes to Pride, um, you know, it's interesting me being sitting here um, almost kind of hosting this. I feel like gay men often have an awful lot of privilege, spe- specifically white gay men, uh, specifically white cisgender gay men. Um, and I think pride often, so many people out there call it gay pride. You yeah. know, that, that is a common thing yeah. that we all say. And I know some people mm. say, oh, the gay actually stands for LGBT plus. But just the fact that we call it gay pride when it's when it's not, it's LGBT plus pride. And I feel like diversity is so, so important. And I think it's something that we're not quite getting across. So, Lewis, I would love to start this off with you um, as a bisexual yourself. I feel like there is a great deal of kind of bi erasure. And there was kind of controversy last year around Pride because there were no specific kind of um, parades or anything like uh, sorry, any specific floats or anything like that specifically dedicated to bisexual people and bi visibility is so important. So I'm really interested to hear what you think about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of um, it did feel last year when there were no bi specific groups marching like we did some media around it, brought attention to it. And I think that they have tried to bridge it a bit this year. They've been quite good being in contact with me. We hosted uh, Buy Boys Night Out in the pop-up store a few yeah. weeks ago. And that went quite well. So I think it, it's one of those things where I always like to think their intentions are always good, but yeah. there is so much more we can do. I mean, especially with bisexual men, only 12% of bisexual men are actually out of the closet. Wow. And I was doing... Um, a video interview for a channel the other day and I was sat with another bi guy and he was like 
I've never been to Pride, and he felt bad about it. And I was like, well, do you think it was advertised for you? And he was yeah. like, no. Um, so it's one of those things. I wrote an article recently as well about um, lay off the straight bashing as well. Because sure. my girlfriend's straight. Yeah. She has just as much right to be at Pride as yeah. anyone else. Absolutely. Um, and especially, you know, it's not actually easy for her sometimes because she gets a lot of um, abuse thrown at her from the LGBT community as well. Yeah. Like the amount of gay men that have told my girlfriend that I'm going to leave her is just ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, looking at bisexual stuff and trying to be inclusive of it, there is still a long, long way to go. Yeah. I, I think it was really important what you were saying about, like, kind of lay off the straight bashing because, uh, you know, that applies to a lot of trans people out there as well. Mm-hmm. I have a very good friend who is a transgender man, but he's straight and he's dating... Uh, he's dating a girl and she is so involved in kind of LGBT plus advocacy because she is part of our community being in a relationship with a trans man makes her part of our community and I think it can be you know I'm even guilty of it sometimes sometimes I make straight people jokes on Twitter and you know it's not you know I'm not it, uh, I know it's a controversial yeah. one, you know, but I, you know, hearing you say that just now, Lewis, makes me think you raise a really, really good point, and you know, being inclusive of everyone, including straight people, sometimes because they can be a part of our community, yeah, is really, really important. Uh, girls, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to know how you feel again, because as lesbian women, I feel like often there are, there aren't many spaces um, opened up to you. So as a gay man, I know that I can go out and you you know I feel like so much of it revolves around kind of drinking and clubs and things like that but there are so many gay bars and and spaces for me to go to and for you guys it isn't the same at all so how do you feel that there aren't that there almost aren't the spaces for you to go and socialise and meet other lesbian women I'm actually um, bisexual as well. Oh, you are. Yeah. See, yeah. And, and, and this is this is in. We're this, surrounding you. <laughs> it makes a really good point that I just assumed that you yeah. guys were lesbians. It didn't. It, it didn't occur to me that you were bisexual. And I think again that kind of plays into the whole like bi erasure that's not intentional. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, um, I actually find that a lot. A lot of people assume that because, like, Libby, you're a lesbian, um, and we're a couple. People assume that we're both lesbians yeah um but it's it's never i mean it's never gonna always be the case yeah. at all um but yeah for there's not yeah there's not many bisexual bars um especially like um are there any bisexual yeah i've never been to one um i think <coughs> yeah it's very hard isn't it yeah i think it's sad actually it was actually uh, a conversation i was having with um rowan the other day um fantastic youtuber and um, she was saying how there's 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 no lesbian bars in London. There used to be loads, and now there's kind of like well, there used to be a couple, but they, now there's just she bar, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, which we've been to once, and it's just like we we kind of just get like this this small space, yeah, and then it's kind of like loads of loads of bars for gay guys, and when you go into these bars, it's mostly gay guys, yeah. Um, and, it, and, it is, and it is a bit sad, but it's also at the same time, we, we should all be able to have like a bar that we can all go to. Yeah. yeah. If you're LGBT so well. plus or whatever, it should just be all straight. Like, let's not, let's, let's include everyone. And that's the same for Pride as well. Like, straight people should be coming to Pride because yeah. it's, we, we need allies. Yeah. Otherwise, we are quite a small group. But when we have the allies as well, we are so much more powerful. Yeah. I think that thing about a bar is so important as well, though, because I, I kind of like put it like this. Like, imagine if I was 18, realizing I was gay and, and coming out. You can go to a gay bar and there are gay men there from all different walks of life, yeah. you yeah. know, 
and you can go there and you can talk and, and you've got that experience. They say, oh, well, that, so when stuff happens to me that I'm kind of like, oh, this is a real bisexual problem. It's too bad I like have no bisexual yeah. people yeah. to talk to yeah, about yeah. it. Um, and I, I think it's actually a quite isolating sexuality sometimes just because there aren't that many people out and there are no real things to bring us together. And it, you can't really underestimate what it's like to have someone that's actually had the same experience of you being like, oh, no, I did this. It's like, oh, well, I wouldn't. But actually, it's good to know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Absolutely. And, and Rain, how do you feel? Because I think sometimes people who kind of mm. identify outside of the traditional LGBT acronym, as it were. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I know. I, I think, um, you know, for my identity, you know, I, I identify as I and... I fuck who I want to fuck, and I love who I want to love, and yeah. I lust who I want to lust, you know. Um, and, you know, Pride is a very interesting time. Uh, it's a really interesting time of the year. Um, it's a hypersexualized event. There are a lot of individuals who are asexual. And Absolutely. so, you know, they are part of the community as well, and they go, and they're like, um, you know, Pride's just as much about the right to not fuck somebody as it is the right to fuck somebody or love somebody. Totally. And I think that we are headed towards a rebranding of the of the whole entire event um uh so that we're i think we're headed towards a transitional period in which we'll always acknowledge the history of why we need to defend the right or celebrate the right to love who you want to love because that right hasn't always been available for everyone but i believe that we are headed towards a rebranding of this is a you know a free love event a yeah. free love who you want to love event and that's inclusive of all people whether you're straight or whether you're queer or whether you're anywhere on the spectrum um it's more like uh we want to celebrate the fact that you have the right to consensual um love and lust i i, I love and that and i think um yeah no yeah, sorry and, continue and, and it's all about pr really it comes down to that and i would just do want to comment on the bar thing there is uh an erasure of um of uh queer specific spaces especially lesbian bars and that really tells you a lot about the economic disparity that happens within the groups because um the you know the culture is changing and people are realizing that um you know especially in the lesbian community the idea of backyard barbecues doing events at homes and on rooftops um it it costs a lot less money and Mm. on top of that um it creates a safer space in which they don't have to be subjected to the male gaze um and that's just been a thing that's happened a lot in the in the young culture of like the 20s to 30 year old uh, lesbian community, and so their investment in the in um, lesbian bars has been a lot less, just because they don't have the money to spend on on drinks going out um, yeah. as much, and they don't um, they honestly don't feel as they don't necessarily feel safe, you know, being lesbians and, and out in the out in the um, open. It's it, it's a really interesting thing. At, le- at least that's the sentiment in the United States when I. Uh, did a study on it. It's really fascinating. Uh, what What do you think about that, Libby? I, I don't know if things are different in America compared to how they are here. No, I think I think I completely agree with what you're saying. To be honest, it's it's it is the same here. Yeah. So I think, and it and it is that disparity. I've never actually thought of it in that way, and it's really interesting to hear it said in that way. That like the money isn't isn't there, and then the male gaze is kind of in these bars, and it's just yeah. like, well, yeah, we prefer to. Um, have these communities online and then meet at someone's house and like that would be a nicer safer space and so yeah i, I can i can see why because i i've personally been to lesbian bars before and felt a bit threatened by the lesbians that that were in these bars and right. i didn't feel i don't know whether i didn't feel comfort or it was just maybe it was just something i've made i maybe prefer like the the barbecue setup but yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think rogues 
yeah I think I kind of feel the same um yeah I think having the like the groups online to meet and have these lovely like parties together where you know that everybody going there has the same feeling I think that's just a nice safe space and Mm -hmm. it yeah I kind of agree would you argue that this is as much a kind of feminist issue as much as it is an LGBT plus issue you know it seems to be a lot about like male domination and female or non-binary people taking back their own space and taking and you know pride you know it should be something for all of us and yet somehow it seems to be very male dominated well we have to look at where the money is and you have to look at the socioeconomics that have trickled down through time and the money um, in the communities, uh, I mean, what we're looking at is a community that has significantly higher numbers of sponsors, mm-hmm. and big sponsors, uh, liquor sponsors and um, sexual product sponsors that can fund for them to have a larger space, bigger flow to louder voice during Pride. And the reason they are willing to sponsor more gay male type, um, you know, uh, events and floats and voices is because they know that throughout time, um, it really comes down to sexism, whereas yeah. like, they know that at the end of the day, out of all these people who we're going to invest in, who's going to be- invest back in us? Men, because we know that those men have money to spend on us, whereas yeah. there's no, for them there's not really a lot of proof or evidence that um, women or people who identify outside of the spectrum um, have access to the same levels of employment that um, men do. So they're like, why throw our money at people who can't throw just as much back? It it just comes down to simple socioeconomics and yeah. the intersectionality of it not just being about your sexual identity, but your your birth certificate and um, your employability. Yeah, absolutely. And and Lewis, how do, how do you feel about this? Because I think you're in a very unique position where you experience biphobia from mm-hmm. both straight people, but also from within the LGBT plus community. I think often that the LGBT plus community can be even worse for biphobia. Statistically, it is. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Um, they did a couple of reports on it and they found that, yeah, um, it's actually more toxic in LGBT spaces yeah. um, than straight places. Um, I don't really know. I, I think... There's a lot of um, there's a lot of toxic attitudes in the LGBT, but what I've always said is that I don't think it's the same as a phobia. Yeah. So obviously we talk a lot about oh um, you know homophobia that is people I do not like you because you're gay. I think it's more by ignorance because mm-hmm. I wouldn't really. Mm, I, 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 yeah, I, I wouldn't really say that people have held me against a wall with a religious text like, I was warned about you. Yeah. It's more they'll say things not thinking about it. And I can kind of like forgive it if I can then explain, actually, no, this is what it is. It's more more for <laughs> me when it's stuff said to my girlfriend where I'm like, what? who goes up to, a g- like, uh, she was in a gay bar before, and got surrounded by three um, gay guys, and it came up that she was dating a bisexual guy. Um, and they said, oh, you know what, that's really bad. Like, you're straight. You could have, like, any straight men you wanted. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's so few men in the world that are attracted to other men. Like, he should be with a guy. Like, and it's just, what, what are you what talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, so I think we just need to change attitudes. Um, we need to profile more bi people you know one of the things that i'm always asking is am i actually any good as a bisexual activist or is it just like the only like well not the only but one of the few male people bisexual activists talking about it in london um and i i I don't know i hope i'm good (laughs) no i i I think i think you're great i think you're brilliant um yeah some really really important points there lewis um 
I also kind of want to talk about the fact that, you know, the theme of Pride this year is Pride Matters. And I think that's something that we can, at least hopefully, I think that's something that we can all agree on. Um, And I would love to know kind of individually and personally what Pride Matters to you guys. So no pressure, Brogan, but um, (laughs) I'm looking to you. Um, I think for me, it's, it's probably being able to just feel like I'm being true to myself and being because a few years ago I don't think I was like totally happy with who I was Mm -hmm. and now especially while I'm like here in London I feel like I've kind of come to terms with who I am and I'm happy yeah and to me pride matters because I want other people to get to that stage as well I think that's why it's so important that's wonderful um how about you Rain like what does pride mean to me yeah Sorry, your voice had cut out earlier when you were in the middle of saying it. Oh, I was like, sorry. oh no, I hope they don't sing the question to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, you know, I think I think pride is um, an opportunity just for everyone to come together. And um, for me, it's just a it's just a reassurance that we can be out in the open. Yeah. Um, and be ourselves um, collectively, no matter who we are. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. I always. I have the privilege of being able to be in the parade on a float and see all these people like reaching across the rails, reaching for each other, arms around their shoulders. It's it's really a beautiful sight and um, it's interesting. I, I do may I comment on something um, when when it comes to the bisexuality element um, yeah, and bi visibility. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we're in a really interesting time where the new generation is changing the language of this community so much. And um, there's a huge gap. There's a lot of ageism, especially in this community, like um, as far as the language that we use. And in the United States, actually, the term bisexual is deemed to be outdated or it's deemed to be non-inclusive of really? non-binary individuals who don't recognize, um, who, who, rec- who don't believe in a binary space. And um, it was really interesting. There was a bisexual float this year, and they were getting booed so hard. Gosh. It's awful. Um, by like uh, various communities, uh, especially young communities, who who thought um, who, who there was a there was a there was a gap in knowledge uh, as to the definition of what bisexual meant, and a lot of people actually saw that as um, exclusive, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was um, pride is such an interesting thing because for me it represents people coming together in this inspirational way, and it's something that's so important. But it, I also see it as. Um, I also see it as like I can't explain it. Um, you see the capitalism. You see the um, you see the people who just are trying to make money off of our communities, like coming in and yeah. throwing things that we don't products in our face that we don't need, trying to get the limited amount of money that we get as our communities out of our wallets and into their hands. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's. I'm very conflicted about Pride. I think it's such a necessary event, and it, it inspires me every year that I go to it. But it also has increasingly really worried me because I feel like that we, I feel like we need to close this generational gap of language. Um, I, I can't, you know what I mean? I think um, I, I I'm think, trying to articulate it in the best way. I think you're absolutely right. You know, um, what what you were saying there about you know people trying to ca- capitalize on Pride is something that we discussed earlier in the show, and we and we were absolutely saying exactly what you were just saying there is that you know there are a lot of people trying to capitalize on the pink pound and and you know 
making rainbow merchandise or whatever it is to try and kind of capitalize on that and that's and that's so wrong and yet at the same time there are brands out there who are saying you know what we actually do want to support the lgbt plus communities yeah and you know we want to you know proceeds from our sales are going to go towards charity so i think there's a bit of both and i think anybody who is supporting pride needs to kind of make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons and then everything you were saying about you know pride being inclusive i think language and everything else is changing it is constantly fluctuating but i think it's important that we all kind of agree upon the fact that all lgbt plus people should feel welcome and safe at pride i think every single year in london pride you know regardless of your political beliefs um the conservative party lgbt plus conservatives march every single year and i am not a tory myself in any stretch of the imagination (laughs) but i do believe that they have the right to march and they have the right to be there and they get booed every single year on lgbtq plus individuals you know yes yeah exactly so i think it's important that we we allow everybody to feel safe in that space we are one community so whether you know if you agree or disagree with the term bisexuality i don't think it's fair to boot people who identify that way as as, as you do lewis and people you... should be allowed to identify themselves however they want to absolutely and they should not be criminalized for their own self-evolution especially when it comes to love and personal definition they there's just no way you know what i mean absolutely um but it is it is difficult and like i wish i wish we had more of a com- i wish we had more of a community dialogue about how to go forward without language policing how to go forward without identity policing how to go forward without this oppression olympics kind yeah. of thing of like no lesbians are more oppressed no trans women are more oppressed no it's not a know, competition not, it's it, not a pissing contest it's not a competition and that's the problem is that the capitalistic element of pride um, bringing money into the community, which is great, um, has also created a lot of competition for those dollars and for that visibility and that sympathy. When at one point we did pride because it was us coming together, now it's like us fighting for money, us fighting for dollars, us fighting for sympathy. I wish, I'm just, uh, I just feel like it's, it's, it's an inspirational event, event, but if we're not careful, we're on the brink of, of civil war. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Lewis, do you have anything to add on the bisexuality? In which part of um, about kind of it, uh, people saying that bisexuality is not an inclusive term? <sighs> we need a whole show. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it's, it's actually something I'm going to write, and I've kind of like in my notes, I've got a couple of paragraphs of it written. Yeah. But yeah, it, it does come down to the identity and how people want to self identify, and does it matter? Does it kind of matter? Um, I'm not really sure because every time we talk about... So basically, you know, what bisexual meant a couple of decades ago, people don't really stick to that anymore. Yeah. Um, And I'm trying to get not too into it, but just enough into it. Basically, what I kind of think is like, look, we need to at least make it good for the sexual health research. So if you are having sex with men and women, we need to make sure that you're included in the sexual health research. That's really my main... Like, I don't really care how you identify what words you use, but when it comes to us actually monitoring what's going on in the world, um, who's dealing with mental health issues, what are they, then we kind of need to get people into relatively some categories to look at it. Because a lot of people say to me, well, do labels matter? And I'm like, well... They kind of do, because mm-hmm. if, if we don't have labels, we can't monitor what's going on. If we can't monitor it, we can't improve it. Absolutely. So that's kind of my take on the labels. And I get told off all the time. People will be like, you've used this one. It should be this one. It's like, oh, shut up. Like, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to help. You're trying to do good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Libby, I want to take it back to the Pride Matters yes. discussion. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about why Pride Matters to you? I think it's 
it, it all comes back to acceptance mm-hmm. and being able to love who you want to love, no matter who that is. And I think, I think pride matters mostly because it matters for all of those teenagers or children, whoever you are, that are questioning their sexuality, their gender, and they're feeling alone. Yeah. And then they can see pride and they can see that there is a whole lovely rainbow of people that are celebrating who they are and who they love mm-hmm. and just to know they're not alone and it's and it's going to be okay and it might be difficult now but it 100% does get better and I think that's one of the main reasons why it matters that's, that's lovely and, and you Lewis? well Pride for me is kind of a little anniversary of the first oh. time I embraced my bisexuality it was the summer of 2000 <laughs> <laughs> he's getting misty uh, eyes <laughs> and there was this beautiful man um, and I, I, I don't know about other people but a lot of bisexual people tell me they come into their bisexuality quite late like I was 19 yeah um, and we kind of, I met this guy a few nights before Pride and we changed numbers and I said no I'm straight (laughs) (laughs) and then um, we ran into each other on Pride and had a little kiss and I was like oh and he was like come home with me and I was like no I can't I'm straight and then I just I remember it was the it was the 29 bus (laughs) we were going to agreed I was with my friend and we were literally cramped and someone had been smoking weed and it stank and I was just like why am I not going home with that man I'm so attracted to him what, because I'm straight? Like, where am I going oh, yeah. right now? What? So I literally said to my friend, bye, which turned out to be a really good word. <laughs> <laughs> Got off at the next stop and went and found that beautiful man and, and never looked back. Um, so, yeah, so I'm actually quite excited. I, I wasn't going to get to go this year. Um, my son, who I think hates pride, because oh, every 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 year there's an excuse why I can't go. <laughs> so this year he was scheduled for an operation, but it just got cancelled, so I can go so now. So can go. Amazing. And last year at pride, I literally was like, ready to march, full by gear on um, and we've been waiting for ages to start moving finally we started moving and then I get like um, my phone rings and it's my girlfriend she's like Jamie's broken his arm and I was like what and I said oh my god and I was like well where do I go and she's like I don't know we've got to wait to see what hospital so I actually yeah. did get to March but then I had to show up at the hospital in full on pride gear <laughs> so I was like in a leather jacket biker jeans and a big t-shirt that said bisexual on it amazing and I was like and I was like guess what I was sat on a radiator like we were all crowded around Jamie and the nurse came in and she was like oh who is everyone? And so my girlfriend was like, well, this is dad, and this, and I'm mom, and this is stepdad. And obviously I got this big bisexual t-shirt on, and I was just like, she's so thinking, which one are you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> How inappropriate. That is incredible. So, yeah. that, that, that sounds like the best pride experience <laughs> ever. Yeah. It's in its own way. That is, that is, that is getting interesting. Them. Yeah. But I've got um, the VIP wristband this year, so I can't wait to see what that gets oh, me fab, into. Fab. What am I going to get, get into? It, it, Where gets you into a, it gets you into a little tent. With, a tent? With, with, with drinks you have to pay for hooray (laughs) (laughs) no it'll be good it'll be great Um, I'm just I'm just going to finish this off by saying what pride matters uh, what pride means to me and why it matters for me and that's just it I feel like it brings people from right across the LGBT plus community together I feel like a lot of the time gay men hang out with gay men bisexual people like you were saying Lewis often struggle to find other bisexual (laughs) people Um, you know lesbians often stick with lesbians trans people often stick with trans people and I think it's just a wonderful opportunity for us all to come together and for us all to celebrate together celebrate how far we've come together but also to continue to fight and continue to protest for things that honestly benefit all of us and I honestly think Pride also benefits straight cisgender people as well you know it's it's making the world a more inclusive place for everyone Mm -hmm. and that's why Pride matters to me Um, 
I can't thank all of you enough for being here today. Rain, all the way from America, you're an absolute superstar. <laughs> I crossed an ocean with my voice. <laughs> um, you're all wonderful. Thank you for joining us here in the studio, Lewis, as thank well. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to finish this off now with a little bit of, and I can't think of anybody better to play right now. This is a little bit of Queen. Thank you all four for being here. Don't you know you're queen? Fubar Radio presents Access All Areas. The very handsome Jordan Charles. You have a kind of a unique perspective on modelling as you are albino. Yeah, yeah, that's is true. That, is that okay to say? I mean, I don't, you know. Some people see it as derogatory. I'm fine with it personally. Okay, I'm fine cool. With it. I hate the, the fact that these things are being used as trends. The freckles, like, I've seen oh, a yeah. lot of models with the, the, you know, yeah, 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 that's with the freckles last year. And then, like, it's about a little bit. I mean, they're still using a couple, but they're using it like a trend when this is actually how we live our life. You understand that like, we're like this all the time. Embrace it, man. Embrace of. it. Yeah, well, Topshop actually <laughs> sells special pencils, right? That you can yeah, draw yeah, freckles yeah, on yeah. there. What do like... we do? Do we have it? Do we don't? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, like what's in? What's not? Yeah. <laughs> Every Thursday, access all areas from 6 p.m. Fubar Radio. That was an amazing little discussion, wasn't it, girls? It was so good. It was so amazing. Shout out again to Lewis Oakley and Rain Dove for, for joining us. Do go check out their work. They're amazing activists, the both of them. And yeah, I, I'm really grateful to have them on the show. Um, I feel like we got very serious there. We got we, really we serious. Which is great. Yeah. You know, that's what, all, what Pride is all about. Yes. But I, I think it's a bit about time we had a bit of fun, I don't think you? So. so we're going to be doing sex confessions now. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in their confession. Um, the gorgeous Libby and Brogan and I are going to be reacting to those now. Brogan, would you like to read the first one? Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Deep okay. breaths. Okay. The first time I had sex with my current partner, we decided to spice things up with some edible lube. It tasted so disgusting, and now every time I smell salted caramel, I want to throw up. <laughs> oh, no. I want some salted caramel lube. That sounds incredible. I love salted caramel. I love salted caramel. Mm. Wait, why, why was it disgusting, I wonder? I think sometimes, like, lube can have quite a interesting flavour sometimes, and I think if a flavoured lube isn't made properly, I've had some flavoured lubes yeah. where they've tasted kind of, like, really, really gross before. Yeah. Um, I think as well, like, when you get a flavoured lube, I don't know if you guys ever experiment, but I have in the past, um, I would always, like, try it before a sexual encounter. Oh, yeah, you've got to try it before you go. Like, you, you go can't just dive in with, let's try water. <laughs> melon and pineapple <laughs> lube like halfway through sex that's just yeah. gonna end badly yeah. you know always test it out before and then if it's gross then don't bring it into the bedroom with you yeah, and yeah. what I've noticed is I think they always have a kind of menthol like aftertaste yes them, they do and it ruins it for me mm. because I'm like am I am I brushing face? my teeth <laughs> <laughs> what's happening right now <laughs> um, I on, on the other on the other on the other side of this spectrum I once had a it was it was Durex's Pina Colada lube oh my god that sounds so good <laughs> it I was like it. it was like 2009 and me and my partner at the time we, we got a bit of that and it was like on offer we brought it home with us and oh my god it tasted so good really like I I, I I'm Did almost, you just like sit there watching TV? Just yeah. like <laughs> no, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but uh, one time we 
we just put it on ice cream. We weren't oh having sex. God. We just put it on the ice cream and ate the ice cream. Is sat there, in our pants. Is there picture evidence of this? There is. I mean, it was 2009. We, you know, we didn't have iPhones then. That's true. That's true. Sad, sad times. I would sad, love to have seen that. Sad, sad times. Um, so my lovely person with the salted caramel lube, I'm, I, I feel for you. Um, yeah. But, you know, get on that Jurex Pina Colada if it still exists because... Uh, <laughs> It's a good one. Apparently it's super tasty. <laughs> it's a good one. All right, uh, next one. Uh, Libby, I'm throwing this one over to you. Okay. So my partner and I decided to join the Mile High Club. Yes. Nice one. Um, apparently we weren't very subtle because the flight attendant gave us death stares for the rest of the flight. It was a long haul. Ooh. Ooh. Now, Callum. <laughs> I want to know. Are you part of this club? I am not part not? of this club. I really, really, really want to be. Oh, my God. Me too. Yeah, I want to be too. No, you're such a liar. No, I don't. No, I'm not part of it. Liar. Brogan thinks I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Maybe but on a long haul like, flight, you're fine. On a Ryanair situation, you're not. You get weird about doing anything that's in like not in the bedroom. Do you, right. do, you, do you want to know a little secret that, that, that may help you in the future? Okay. On, so, on a lot of big planes on long haul flights, like um, the Virgin ones, for instance, like if you're flying like cross Atlantic going to America, yeah. they have bathrooms that actually connect. Um, there's actually a latch on the inside of the bathrooms. If you both turn the latch, you can actually collapse the wall. So this it changes opens everything. Out. And it's not for it's not for, for people to have sex. I think it's I think it might be um for <laughs> Just to be clear, this is not what I thought. <laughs> I think it might be actually for like disabled access or something yeah. or security. I'm not sure what they're for, but you can actually collapse the wall in between. So How do you, you know this yes, if you haven't do done you? it? I, I, a flight attendant once told me. I've not done it. I've not done it. I really want to, <laughs> but it's a great way because you can both go into separate bathrooms. Oak, open yeah. up that dividing wall do your thing close up the wall leave no and nobody don't. knows no yeah. flight attendants are going to give you dirty looks that's, that's so how true. it's done that's how yeah. it's done Libby doesn't like doing anything stood up so. oh, I'm a lazy I'm a pillow princess <laughs> it does, uh, apparently this is a thing amongst a lot of lesbian women is this true or is this just a really negative I stereotype I'm just thinking like oh this no I'm kidding um, I no I just, it's just like standing up we're, get, we're getting very 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 naughty now but it's like standing up I can't like get to that good point it's yeah. too hard I know what you mean I know it's like you... sometimes it's just like oh it's gonna take too long but look, I've got things listen, to do. I've got dinner in the oven. Listen, if you're on a long haul flight, they give you yes. complimentary blankets and pillows, right? Yeah. Just slip, bring one of those into the bathroom with you. Yes. Collapse down that wall, fold out your blanket on the floor, chuck a couple pillows down. Yeah. It's a nice experience. Yeah. You could do an L word on it. Both sit on the toilet. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, not that I'm into that, but you know, you could. Well. That would work. <laughs> yeah, that would work. See? You there's, could totally do there's that. There's loads of ways. Like, you know, you don't have to stand up, you can yeah. sit, in, sit in the sink. <laughs> Stay in the sink. Just turn the yeah. tap on for extra fun. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Get involved. Get mad. You're joining the Mile High Club. You've got to have fun with it. I'm going to do it. Um, okay, I'm going to read the next one. I started a new job last week and got a bit drunk at the Friday night work drinks. Ended up going home with a co-worker. It was fun, but I'm not interested. But he keeps asking me out. I don't want to offend him, but it's so overwhelming having him being so keen. <sighs> Oh, it's tricky that, that yeah. I, 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 I had a rule when I was working in an office job and that was don't be friends with anyone. <laughs> and I know that is like, <laughs> sounds so heartless, but yeah. I'm just like, I've got enough friends. 
I've got enough people to have sex with. I've got enough pals to hang out with. Yeah. I don't need to socialize with my colleagues because when you socialize with your colleagues, next minute, bathroom blowjobs, and then you can't look at each other across the office. I love that like, you just it escalated so quickly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you make friends with them, and then you're having a blowjob in the bathroom, and then it's like you've ruined it. You've it ruined happens. It happens. So I, I think I think you've made your bed now. Lie in it. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. That's <laughs> yeah. mean. That's yeah. mean. That's mean. Um, I think stuff happens, and I think the awkwardness will go away with time. Definitely. Yeah. Just avoid like tea making. For yeah. A while. Just don't oh, yeah. make any tea. Just sit at your desk and do your job. Yeah. Get other people to make you tea. Yeah. They'll yeah. empathise. Yeah. 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 That, that's where I'm at with that one. Um, oh, we've got we've got some more. Um, yeah, let's go. I was going to play some music, but no, let's get let's go right through. Um, Brogan, you're going to read this next hey. one. I'm going to my first Pride this weekend in London, and I'm so excited to celebrate. If I see you there, can I give you a massive hug? Oh, oh that's really lovely. I was expecting something dirty, but I, yes, th- that, that's that's amazing. I don't know who that's directed to, but I presume it's all three of us i'm gonna say it's all three yeah so um yes um i am always in such a good mood when i'm at pride and i just want to love and hug everyone and that's what i love about pride as well like i feel like it's one of the only places where you get complete strangers just like hugging each other and like arms everyone loves everyone everyone loves everyone and just like yes if you see any of us please come and say hi please come and hug please come and do all the things (laughs) because Callum wants a uh, bathroom blowjob. <laughs> if you're available for a bathroom blowjob, that is a that is a problem with pride, though. Not enough bathrooms. Oh, oh this yeah. was this is this is this is my <laughs> this is my fear, right? Yeah. So when you're marching, can you leave to go to the bathroom? Uh, there are like so there are like points along the parade where you can get in and out. Oh. Um, okay. And they're also because it's the points where they stop it so people can get across the road so they do like a traffic light system okay. at, like about four or five places along the whole route because the whole thing takes about two hours it's a, yeah, it's I was a, say, I was it's a say, long thing I have a terrible bladder um, so yeah you can jump out but getting back in getting back in with your group can be really tricky okay so like mm. pee like pee as much as you can and then just hope for the best before or you're you get just involved. gonna have to do a Paula Ratcliffe on the side of the road. I feel yeah, I feel or like it, I, I feel like it's one yeah. of those things because you get so. I, I mean, I do anyway. I get so involved with dancing and like just like throwing my arms around and shouting and screaming and all of that. That like, if I needed to pee, I've forgotten. Yeah. You know, our body sometimes is like, okay, we don't need to pee. It's fine. Yeah. So I, I I'm think hoping you'll be okay. Get to that point, so it's all good. <laughs> you'll be okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, I forgot what the oh yeah the the hugging person yes all the all the hugs yes please. all the hugs all the hugs um, Libby next one is for you oh my god I love it already right my girlfriend once said her cat's name during sex wow the look on her face when she realised was priceless and we laughed so much typical lesbian I love typical Wait, lesbian why is that typical lesbian classic oh, lesbians wow. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I don't understand why that's is it because lesbians stereotypically love cats stereotypically yes and I can Do understand they? yeah I can understand why this this anonymous person is part of that the cat club yeah. I'm gonna call it a cat club I personally am a dog person I'm a dog person, I'm a yeah. dog but I'm not a lesbian, so my my voice doesn't matter in this You're in this just conversation. Confusing everything. <laughs> Throwing spanner I mean, in the works. It, it, do you think? Do you think it's <laughs> strange having the the cat's name during sex, or is it just loving? I think it depends on the name of the cat. Like if you're like oh whiskers then I think you know that's 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 a bit strange but if if your cat's name is like Beth Beth the cat yeah 
And you accidentally say, <laughs> weirdest that? cat name. <laughs> Come on, Beth. <laughs> I think Beth's a nice name for a cat. No, it's cute. Little, little black cat with like nice little white mitten gloves. Beth. Oh, yes. Beth. Beth little the cat. Beth. Bethy pussy cat. <laughs> Full name. Okay, that, that's enough about pussy. Way. Uh, okay, next one. I'm going to read this one. Hubby thought my lipstick vibrator was a butt plug. Took us a long time to get it out. Gosh, okay, Ooh. right. I just need to get my safety brain on here, right? You just need to be very careful, particularly with the anal cavity and putting things up there. So your ass is can contract quite heavily and that means it can suck things up inside it the vagina can also do this but it's a lot more dangerous with the ass um so a lot of people think you can just get a like a vaginal dildo for instance and use it as an ass toy and you absolutely shouldn't do that because ass toys specifically have a base to stop them getting sucked yeah. up inside. So if you ever see like a dildo with massive balls on it, those balls aren't just for decoration. They're to stop it getting sucked up inside. They actually have all. a purpose. Yeah, so that's the difference between the two. Yeah. A, 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 a dildo or vibrator or whatever it is that's intended for um, insertion into the anus will always have a kind of base. So with something like a lipstick vibrator, and obviously it sounds like... This sounds all very tongue-in-cheek. They sound yes. like they had had fun yeah. with it and it was lols. But I just want to say for anyone listening, just be very, very careful yeah. inserting anything that doesn't have a base because it could get sucked up inside and then yeah. you'd have to go to hospital and it's just not yeah. not a fun experience for anyone involved. Yeah. Wow. So a bit, bit of education. I, w- I wonder if they, if, if they had to go to hospital or they were just taking uh, their time to find it. They like took us a long, long time to get it out. Time. Like I think, yeah. I think this was bants. I don't think there was any yeah. kind of trauma. At least, at least I hope not. I yes. really hope this wasn't a traumatic experience for, for either of you. Yes. Brogan, next one is for you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here, here, read this. And then I scroll away. Um, having dinner with my girl, she said... Daddy passed the salt, and her dad and I both reached for it. Oh, that's weird. Oh, wow. That's, that's, wow. 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 I just, um, oh, I, I feel like I shouldn't. You know, no, I'm not. I was going to tell, tell a please little story. Please tell a story, please. Uh, okay, a person I know, let's say a person <laughs> I know, um, their dad actually sent them a message um, saying, hey, I'm seeing you referring to a lot of guys online as, as daddy, and I don't like it because I'm your dad and that's what you called me when you were growing up. Oh, that would be a weird text to receive. <laughs> yeah, so I can only imagine how that felt for that yeah. person. Oh, yeah, my dad actually once sent me an accidental dick pic. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. Wait, what? You need to explain that so much better. It wasn't his. It wasn't his. Right. It wasn't his. That makes it so much better. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, okay, so, but is your dad gay? No, I think... Oh. Why did no. your dad have dick pics that so don't... He told uh, me that my uncle sent it to him, which makes it even more weird. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, it's, got, it's, got, it's just got worse. I, I actually, I, we, we haven't spoke about it in person because it's too awkward. I hope he's listening. I hope he's not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. So you don't know who this penis belongs to? I think it, I think it might have been like a, like a porn pic. Okay. It was like, wasn't it like a, it was like a Facebook video. So it was like a, a joke thing. So it looked like when you opened up the video, someone was calling you. 
but it was just like a, a massive massive knob massive but he said didn't he say like he just didn't have his glasses on thought it was funny because it looked like oh someone's calling you didn't really look at the picture properly <laughs> and then sent it to Brogan and then Brogan was just like I opened it on the bus as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like her phone was ringing this massive knob was there Brogan was like, ah, was like, trying to you're like don't worry it's just, it's just my dad it's, it's just, just my, my dad. dad it's just my dad just sending me don't a don't worry <laughs> it's fine <laughs> Wow, well, yeah. you, you've won, haven't you? Yeah. You've won the sex confessions. It's not <laughs> usually a competition, but, but, but you've won. She's a winner. Um, I forgot what the confession even was. Oh, Daddy passed the salt. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, <laughs> I just feel like I, feel like I, I stopped calling my dad Daddy when I was maybe 10. Yeah. Like, Daddy is, is if I am going to use that word, it's sexual. It's going to be in a sexual context, usually. Yeah. So if I was at the dinner table, why would I be saying Daddy anyway, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it... it however I hear it, I always hear it in a sexual way. Daddy. Because even hey, if I Daddy. hear a child saying it, I'm like, still yes. not sure. It's, we've ruined it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've essentially ruined the term Daddy for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic gays ruining everything. <laughs> oh, the gays. Um, we're down to one last one. Um, so, Libby, you can have this one. It's my oh, treat to you. you. It's my gift. Um, I thought I was straight until I saw Rihanna dancing. Fair enough. <laughs> I still don't fancy anyone else, but Rihanna really does get me going. Forever confused. So, presumably, this is a, a girl and they're only attracted to men usually. Yes. But th- then they see Rihanna and juices start flowing. I think fair enough. She's yeah. she's she's beautiful. She's a beautiful yeah. woman. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't say I would ever um, get want to get with a woman, but if I was to, I think Rihanna would be up there as one of my top choices. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and and you too, obviously. Thanks. You too, and I Rihanna. I was waiting for it. I was like, <laughs> come on, Callum. <laughs> Maybe one of these days. <laughs> we'll see. Um, thank you so much to everyone who sent in their sex confessions today. You're all superstars. And are, th- th- these are some of the fa- my favourite ones that we've ever had. I think Daddy Passed the Salt and Sex in the Bathroom and everything else is... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, girls, it has been amazing to have you on the show. Um, for anyone who wants to follow you guys, where can they do that? Okay, so Brogan, do you want to go for it? I'm passing it over to you. Yeah, so they can follow us at underscore Bloom Official yes. on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then just go check us out on Bloom on YouTube. Yeah, if you type in, maybe if you type in like Bloom Mind Mapped, you can find us. Otherwise, you'll probably just be watching Troy Savan sing a song called Bloom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I must say, a, a couple of times I was trying to get, get to yeah. your channel. Yeah. Um, it's maybe, a nightmare. Maybe this is bad, but I just kept putting in bloom lesbians oh that's fine and did it come I think, to be yeah, honest we need to add it to our tags <laughs> perfect <laughs> well it's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys on the show some of the most wonderful guests that we've ever Thank had so here and, and, and Rain and Lewis earlier as well they were absolutely incredible do go follow these girls everywhere because I love you and we're, oh. we're going to work on some stuff together which I'm very very yeah. excited about yes. um, so yeah it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here and I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Brandy Clark. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming on. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.